I'm Denise Wallach-Peterson, founder of the Menopause Project and creator of the Use Your Cycle Method. I've been a personal trainer for the last two decades to hundreds of women, helping them through hormonal disruption, perimenopause, and menopause, coming out on the other side, celebrating their strength, their health, and their wisdom. Because menopause doesn't have to suck. In Meno Minis, we'll be discussing everything from sleep, sex, and weight loss to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Meno Mini. Good morning, Happy New Year, and welcome to Menno Minis. This is Denise Wellick-Peterson, your host. So today, being the first week of New Year's, I want to keep this short. I want to keep it simple. I want to try and be inspiring, but you know, who knows if that's where you fall in this track. So today I want to talk about the one thing that above all else you need to do as you get started. Okay, whether you are starting for this first time, whether you are starting for the 50th time, whether you wait to start till February, whatever, right? Like today's one of those magical days, right? It's the first Monday of January and we all want to get started on those New Year's resolutions. Maybe not all of us, but we want to get started on them. So how do you go about starting them, right? So. Let's start with, um, well, let's start with everybody. Just start. Go to the gym, do the workout, put the tape in, just start. Get going. Just get going. Just do it. Okay? Um, for those of you joining a gym, nobody else is watching you. Um, they're too busy taking pictures of themselves too busy worrying about whether you're watching them, too busy being self-conscious about here I am again on the 1st of January. I couldn't even get started last week, right? They've got all of these things running through their own heads. They're not worried about what's going on in your head, okay? So just start. Just just show up, right? Like get your shoes in the car kind of thing. Get in the gym or, you know, if you're doing it at home, great, awesome. Just do it. Close the door and get going. Whether it's five minutes or whether it's a half hour, just start, okay? If you are restarting for the 20th freaking time, good job. Just start. Just get back in the gym. They're not, nobody else at the gym knows this is your 20th restart. You're the only one that knows because everybody else is thinking about, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here again. I can't believe I didn't do it last year. This is my 15th restart, my 7th restart, my 9th restart, whatever. We've all got our own stories and our own heads going on. Don't worry about it. If you don't know how to use a piece of equipment, ask the staff, right? Find yourself a trainer, whatever, get going with it. Next up, this is like, obviously it's the second most important thing because starting is the first. You've got to start right? Just starting is the first. The second thing you want to do is just start being consistent. Get it in your calendar as a non-negotiable. Um, obviously, as, as a personal trainer, um, when people would book with me, I, I would start out with the whole spiel because in January, people have weird expectations, right? Um, hey, 
You're buying my time, you're buying my expertise, and I will charge you whether you show up or not, right? And for a lot of people that would get them in the gym consistently, right? As long as they were there. Um, but even if you choose not to hire a trainer, put it in your books as a non-negotiable. You're buying your health, right? You're buying your mobility. You're buying, you might be buying happiness. I don't know, right? I don't, I don't know exactly what you're buying, but put it in there as a non-negotiable. Make it happen. You can do this, right? Find a time that works. And maybe you have to experiment a little bit. Um, recently I was switching gyms and my whole schedule was kind of in a weird changey changey place. And I thought, you know what? The perfect time for me to go work out would be at six o'clock when I'm, I'm just across the street. I'm doing other things. That would be the perfect time. Yeah, no, that was awful. I mean, first of all, there was a lot of people in the gym at six in the morning and I was like, Ugh, I just don't like, I, I like those small gyms and you can my schedule is flexible enough. I can go at a weird off time where I'm not competing for equipment or whatever. So I, you know, I tried that six o'clock time a couple different days of the week and I was like, yeah, no, this isn't going to work for me. And my inclination was F it. I'm done. I'm not going back. I don't, I don't want to. I'm like, okay, that's dumb. Let's get back to the gym. And I tried a couple other times of the day and found one that worked well for my energy level, worked well for the um, number of people in the gym, worked, just worked well for me, right? So if at first that plan that you put on paper yesterday doesn't work or just like, this sucks, right? If, if it brings you down to have to go to the gym, you know, if it's the only time it fits is on my way to work and you find you can't even get out of bed for that, switch the time, switch the time. Like, don't let it stop the progress. Just go, you know what, this isn't working. I'm gonna try it at lunchtime or I'm gonna try it on my way home, right? You might have to change the family schedule. You might have to say, hey, I need a quick stop. I need 45 minutes. Everything is delayed 45 minutes or hey, you're in charge of supper. I'll do the cleanup now, right? Maybe that's what it works, whatever. But you gotta be consistent. You gotta be consistent. For you restarters, I need you to know that there is no shame in restarting, that nobody knows what you used to lift except you, right? And don't try and start there again, right? Again, trainer in the gym, I can't tell you the number of, <coughs> excuse me, people that would <coughs> come into the gym and they'd be like, I used to be able to bench press this. Okay, obviously that was a man. I used to be able to bench press this. I'm like, cool. When? Back when I was in high school and I'd be looking at this guy going, <coughs> excuse me, how old are you? Back in high school. Sorry about that. And I'd be looking at the person going, how long ago was high school? 15 years ago. Like a lot of people don't put that together, right? They're like, well, I was 18. Cool, you're 35 now. That was almost 20 years ago. So don't worry about what you used to be able to do, right? Nobody at the gym today knows that 15 years ago you could bench press 500 pounds. Nobody knows, nobody cares. You are the only one that knows that you're starting over. And know that because of that base layer of muscle that you put on 15 years ago, 
you will come back faster and stronger. Okay. If, if I put you and a for real brand new person, this is not to discourage you brand new people. Now is always the best time to start. If I put you and a brand new person together, you're both going to get sore today. You're both going to be sore for the next couple of weeks, but you are going to progress to that weight that you used to lift quicker because you've got some base muscle. Muscle has memory and you will progress into that weight faster. Now, new person, that is not to discourage you. Bravo, you are there. You are putting your base layer on and starting at for the first time at 33 is better than waiting till 42 or 61. Okay, get that base layer now. The sooner you can get that base layer of muscle going, the better. Okay, so bravo, you are at the gym and you are ready to be consistent. Next up, for the most part, I'm all about the don't worry about the numbers, just worry about <clears throat> getting there. But <clears throat> tracking, tracking what you are doing and how much you are lifting. You don't necessarily have to track every single rep. You don't have to track every single um, exercise, but track at least maybe figure out what you need to track. But I really think there needs to be a couple of numbers because here's what happens. <clears throat> You are consistent. You show up twice a week, three times a week, every week, the whole year. And the end of the year comes and you're like, man, I just don't feel like I'm really making any progress. And you pull out those numbers from today or from this week and you do that workout and you're like, holy shizballs. I am lifting twice what I used, what I lifted a year ago. I'm lifting twice as much, or I'm getting it done in half the time, or whatever it is, you are making progress, okay? I promise you, if you show up for yourself regularly, consistently, and put in the work, you are making progress. Now, maybe that doesn't mean, you know, if you're saying, hey, I wanna lose 40 pounds this year, and that's only a pound a week, and you get to the end of the year and you've only lost 20 pounds and you're like, I, I just didn't make the progress I wanted to make. You can look back and you can look at the other numbers because the scale isn't the only thing that matters, right? I mean, a lot of things go into that 20 pound weight loss. If you are lifting some heavy duty weights, like I talk about in my books, like I talk about in the user cycle method, if you're lifting some heavy weights, might be that you've lost eight pant sizes, but only 20 pounds. That's how it works, right? When you lift really heavy weights, you change your body shape as well, not just the number on the scale. And if you're adding muscle, maybe you added 10 pounds of muscle and lost 30 pounds of fat, right? So I'm, okay, (laughs) I hesitate to say this. Track some other numbers too, right? Like just put down in your journal, put down on a piece of paper, put down on your calendar, put mark in your phone. My pants are a size I weigh and maybe take a couple measurements. Maybe you take uh, boobs, waist, and uh, hips. Maybe you take thighs, whatever. Maybe you're trying to get into a tall pair of boots. Maybe you take your calf measurement. I've literally had people do that before. We take your calf measurement, whatever, right? Just put them there and put them away. Don't look at them. 
You don't need to check that every single week, every single month even. You can just have it there. So next December 31st or the December 31st, you can go, I don't feel like I'm making any progress. I've only lost 20 pounds. I wanted to lose 40. But you kind of forget that over the course of the seasons, you've kind of switched out your clothes and you bought some new pants and you just didn't really, you know, woo, right? And you, December 31st comes, you're, you're moaning and, and crying and you pull out that progress report and you go, holy smokes, I'm lifting twice as much as I was on my chest press. I'm doing push-ups. I'm doing pull-ups. I'm whatever. Holy smokes, I've gone down eight pant sizes. How did that happen? And I didn't even notice, right? There's lots of things to track. Just don't get crazy on it. You don't have to be crazy on it. Personally, I don't like to track every single set rep exercise, but I do sit there and go, I, I will track my heaviest set of the day, right? So if I'm doing chest presses with a side of chest moves, I will just do, okay, um, chest press, five reps, however many pounds that was. And that's all I'll write down. I don't want to compare all the things. Right? I just want to know at the end of the year if I can look at chest presses and go, oh my gosh, I started with 20 pound chest presses and here I, for five repetitions, and here now that's my warm up set. Now that's even too light for my warm up set. Right? So just track one big move, your big moves, right? All right. And then the final thing I want to talk about today is just review that quarterly, right? Or, um, when you are finding yourself slipping, maybe review it. When you're not finding yourself slipping, but you're not sure if it's worth the effort, look back at your progress. Track it quarterly. Track it, you know, just go back and review quarterly, maybe. Um, so weightlifting has been easy for me for a long time, right? But recently I've added yoga into my um, repertoire, right? It just is something that it's time for. <laughs> um, I've got a DVD that I like to do. And the first time, oh my gosh, was so stupid hard for me. Like it was just, it was so hard. It was so hard. And, but I went back, I was committed, um, went back, did it, did it, did it. Like the third time I'm like, oh my gosh, I was able to do this move this time. And the next time I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I was able to do this move. I was able, each time I'm like, oh my gosh, look, I can do this move now. Right. So I was I'm able to track that progress because yoga isn't something that my head enjoys. Yoga is something I'm doing because my hands have started to bother me. My my calves, is, things have started to bother me. So I need encouragement to keep going back and doing it. Right. And that's my encouragement is that I can do the, a different move. I can do a more complicated move. I, I can get further into that move. Now, am I where I want to be? No. I had a little bout of the COVID. I had to take a month off. And so now I'm starting over again. But I can look back and go, you know what? I had already started it. I kind of know the moves now. So it's not like a complete learning progress restart. It's okay. It's going to, it might take a week or two, but I can fall back into this. And you can too. Okay. Last thing. Um, you may have noticed on Amazon, or maybe you've heard me say, the Use Your Cycle Method book is there. It's everything I teach my clients. Feel free to check that out. Just search my name, Denise Wellick-Peterson. But also just published is the Perry Menopause Workouts and Exercise Planner. 
that is new out today. It is out on paperback and on Kindle. Might be a great time to pick that up. Just talks about how to exercise, the kinds of exercises you can do, how long, why, how many times a week, the whole kit and caboodle, everything I teach my clients. It's just about exercise if that's all you want. It's got the work, all the workouts in it. Um, it's on Amazon. Thanks so much for being here. I am uh, super excited about that. We'll talk again next week. Have a good one. Recording. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals and hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.